Body language is a non-bubble language that is very important to have good relationship with your patients and your with your colleagues. But body language differs depending on which country you are. In this episode, we're gonna go over how to use your body language for nurse practitioners and nurses. Let's dive in. Hi, we're gonna get into today's topic in a minute. But before we're gonna dive into today's topic, I just want to mention that we are giving out free access to our online workshop. This workshop is about confidence. We had this workshop and we got so many good responses, feedbacks from the audience. So I wanted to give it out to more people so that you can boost your confidence and get more career opportunity, get into your dream nurse practitioner programs and get pay raises. How you can sign up and how you can get access to this workshop is go to a website, usa.jnpproject.com slash confidence. Again, usa.jnpproject.com slash confidence and sign up for our free email list. This is a 90-minute online workshop you can watch it as many times as you want it also comes with a handout of the slides that i used in the workshop again you know a lot of people loved it it really helps to boost your confidence so i want you to have the opportunity so please sign up all right let's get into today's episode so today's topic is about how to use body language. This is part one of two episodes. There are a lot of body language that we have to master as a nurse practitioner or a nurse. And we just, I divide it into two. So this is a part one. So please look forward to the second part. But so giving a, a good first impression to your patient is very important whether you are a nurse or nurse practitioner. But especially if you are a nurse practitioner, this is very critical because as a nurse practitioner, you are evaluated based on different things, but a lot of times you evaluate it based on productivity and then the size of patient panel. So productivity usually means in this sense, usually means how many patients or how many visits you saw for that day or for a certain period of time. You know, did you see like three patients for the eight hours or did you see like 18 patients for eight hours? Because as you see more patients or have visits, that means that you can bring more income to the facility and that helps to run the business for health center, clinics, and hospitals. So that's very important from the business perspective, from your employer. So you are evaluated based on productivity. How many patients did you see? How many visits did you see for that day? Also, the size of patient panel is also very important, meaning that how many patients are under your care? Sometimes it depends on where you work. Sometimes nurse practitioners may not have their own panel, 
but sometimes for my main job, I have my own patient panel. And let's say if one nurse practitioner have only 100 patient panel versus this nurse practitioner has thousand, you know, 10 times more, thousand patients on her panel, then she might get more bonus because that means that she has more patients that she's taking care of. So to build your, the size of your patient panel and also to be able to see more patients, you have to be chosen by your patients because patients can choose who they want to see. They can choose to see physicians. They can choose to see another nurse practitioner or another provider. So you have to be chosen to, as a, their healthcare provider. So it's, well, you know, how you do that, you have to build a good a trust relationship with your patient. So the beginning of that is giving a good first impression. And body language is a key to have a good first impression. But the, you know, the tricky part about the body language is it's, we, we do it unconsciously. I do it unconsciously too. You know, sometimes I'm like hunching, maybe I'm tired and then I just don't realize how I'm acting, but it's, it affects how others see you. So it's very important for us to master it so we can give a good impression to them and then we can convey the message that I, we really want to convey. And the problem is the meaning of body language can be different depending on which country or which culture you're in. And especially if you are coming from, you know, if you are trained or coming from other country like myself, I was born and raised in Japan. Same body language can have a different meaning depends on where you are. So it's very important to understand how body language is interpreted in the United States. If you want to be a nurse or a nurse practitioner in the United States. So this is a part one. We're going to go over three body language today. So first one is a handshake. So handshake is a very, very important tool in America. This is very important to give a, f- a good first impression. In some other country like Japan, usually handshake is not a thing. We usually bow and stuff like that. So it's different. But when you're in America, you have to adjust. You know, you can't be like, you know, this is not how we do in, in wh- where I'm from. You know, you can keep that when you're in that country. But if you want to be perceived as a good nurse practitioner or nurse, you have to adjust to a new culture. So, so, you know, handshake. And, you know, this, you do handshake when you introduce yourself to your patients, but also it can be to, to, you know, supporting staff or other, you know, colleagues. You know, I usually intentionally introduce my, you know, nurse practitioner students to everybody in the clinic because I believe that that is very important. We work as a team and, you know, oftentimes if somebody is not introducing themselves and then we come on, they're like, oh, who is that? But, you know, I think it's very important to introduce yourself and have a good connection so that you can work as a team better. And handshake is very important part of the self-introduction. So when you are 
giving handshake in America, at least when you are giving handshake, that means that you're taking time. Well, first of all, you're taking time to connect with the person. So if you just say, oh, hi, I'm Miki Miura. I'm a nurse practitioner. Or usually, I, you know, when I meet a new patient, I usually say, hi, I'm Miki Miura. Or, you know, you can call their name too. You know, hi, hi, Anne. Or, you know, I can't think of the name, but, you know, let's say Anne. Hi, Anne, I'm Miki Miura. Or you can say, hi, Miss Smith. I'm Miki Miura. I'm a nurse practitioner. Nice to meet you. I definitely say my name and, you know, my profession, but, you know, usually I give handshake. So the difference is if you just say it, hi, I'm Miki Miura. I'm a family nurse practitioner. Nice to meet you. Versus if I say the same thing with a handshake, hi, I'm Miki Miura. I'm a family nurse practitioner. Nice to meet you. Usually that gives a little bit of, a little bit of oomph. That means that you are actually taking time. You want to connect with the patient. So that gives impression that you are more approachable. You are open to the patient and you want to get to know them. So important to, to pay attention to what you say, but also body language is very important. And again, the, the handshake means that you recognize that they're there. And then also you want to get to know the person. So you feel like when you're just saying, like, kind of distanced, Hi, I'm Miki Miura. I'm a nurse practitioner. Nice to meet you. Versus if I say it, the same thing with the handshake, that person, this action, the handshake, can inspire trust and intimacy. So that patients or whoever's receiving a handshake or engaging in a handshake feel like, you know, we are a little bit closer, you know. So this is not only applied to when you're introducing yourself to patients, but also when you're introducing to, if you're a nurse practitioner student, you're introducing yourself to staffs at the clinic that you're having clinical training at, or maybe senior nurse practitioner, so that maybe they are more willing to help you because they feel like they know you a little bit better than no handshake. And you will more likely to remember that person who did the handshake over a person who didn't do the handshake, say the exactly the same thing. But because you felt like you're a little bit closer to the person, you might remember the person with the handshake better. So you give a little bit stronger and better first impression. So handshake. Here's the important part. Just doing the handshake is not enough. You need to do the good handshake. So what is a good handshake? So again, body language differ and is different depending on which culture or which country you're in. But in America, handshake has to be like firm, meaning it's not like, you know, you, you don't want to do like super too strong, but it's called, what is that called? The bone, bone crusher. <laughs> um, it was interesting when I was like researching for this episode that word popped up and I was like, well, that sounds very painful and aggressive. You know, if it's too farm in America, I, I guess it's called bone crusher. <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. That seems too aggressive. Maybe you feel that the other person ha get an impression that, oh, maybe Mickey is angry. You don't want to give that impression, but it has to be farm. You know, it has to be like good handshake because if it's too soft, like if you're like barely touching your hand, you're like, eh, eh, 
Eh, you know, kind of thing. Then uh, it's all, I guess in America, it's called limb fish. That's funny. But it's, it gives a signal that you are either nervous, uncertain, you don't want to connect with the person, you don't want to touch. Maybe you're thinking that, ooh, the other person's hand is dirty. I don't, I, I, I don't want to touch it, you know? So even if you do handshake, if you don't do a good handshake, that can actually get a, a worse impression. So if you decide to do handshake, you need to do good handshake. Maybe if you do that bad handshake, maybe it's better not to do handshake at all. But so practice good handshake. It has to be firm, not bone crusher, but also not limp fish. It has to be like firm. And especially in the healthcare, we went through the pandemic, but especially in the healthcare, patients know that you see different patients, you do different procedures. Some patients might feel, might have a germophobic tendency and they might feel like, ooh, I don't know if that person's hand is clean. And it is also a good bedside manner to wash your hand or use hand sanitizer. You can use hand sanitizer right in front of them so you can show that my hand is clean before you, you handshake. So sanitize or wash your hand as soon as you enter the room or there is a hand sanitizer outside of exam rooms of what I use. So I usually just use that. And then as I enter, I, I, you know, I show them that I'm sanitizing my hand before I, you know, shake my hands with them. And some people may not want to do it. Maybe they're, you know, afraid of the germs or maybe they just don't prefer to, you know, I've, I've met even Americans, some Americans prefer not to do the handshake or that person is from other culture like Japan and they're not used to do the handshake. Maybe they don't want to do that. That's fine. But at least by, you know, gesturing that you are willing to do so, at least that can convey them that, hey, I really want to get to know you. So that is still a good gesture, even if they are like, you know, they're avoiding that's fine. You know, that, you know, don't take it personally, but you are all still giving a good impression that, you know, I'm here for you. I want to get to know you. So try to do that. And then when you do handshake, make sure you make eye contact with that person. That is a manner in the United States. And also, if you don't, you look like you're not opening your heart to them. So, if, so, so let's say, you know, let's compare so if you're gonna do handshake the good example would be hi i'm miki miura i'm a family nurse practitioner nice to meet you or you do farm handshake but you're not looking hi i'm miki miura nice to meet you what kind of impression do you get from two examples the second one without the eye contact you might not feel like you're connecting to me as much as the first example so good handshake involved with farm handshake but also good eye contact okay so second since i mentioned about eye contact i'm gonna go dive into the topic a little bit deeper because this is very very important in america so you know, some cultures like, you know, Japanese culture actually don't really prefer intense eye contact. You know, it depends, again, you know, how body gesture mean. 
is different depending on cultures and you know countries. Like in Japan, if you have intense eye contact, sometimes that can be seen like you're aggressive or you are very intense. But in America, for the most part, having a good eye contact is a very important and a good thing. So usually in America, if you have a good eye contact, that means that you're, you're telling the other person that you are engaging, you are listening to them, you want to get to know them, you're opening your heart to them. So it's very important to make eye contact when you're talking to them. And even if you are, you know, when you're going to a room and, you know, we, we, I mentioned this in the episode when I talked about, you know, how to speed up your documentation and, you know, sometimes you have to type some keywords and take notes. So sometimes you have to look at that. It's hard to like talk to them and then literally not looking at the screen for even a second. It's hard. So you sometimes have to look at it. But make sure you look at it, but make sure you make eye contact a lot. You know, you can take a look for a minute. Maybe you have to look at if the patient asks, like, how, when was my last pap smear? You have to look at it. Of course, you have to move your eyes to the computer, but you don't want to do that the whole time because the patient might feel like, oh, Mickey's not really interested in my stories or my what I want to say or she's she doesn't really care about me so you want to make sure that you make good eye contact so I usually try to angle myself like if so let's say there's I have a computer here it's stabilized to the walls I can't really move and patient is sitting there I usually try I, I try not to do this but I usually try to face my patient but then use the computer here and there. So, you know, like, okay, well, okay, let me check real quick. So it looks like your pop smear, the last one was back in 2022. So I try to do that instead of like, uh-huh. Okay, so your last pop smear was 2022 or 2020. You know, you, diff- you receive, especially, you know, Americans feel a different impression because eye contact is extremely important in American culture. So try to make eye contact as much as possible to show that you are listening, you're interested in what they are saying, and then you are open to, you know, you're opening your heart to them. And eye contact also in America, eye contact also means that you are confident in yourself and then also you are trustworthy. Again, you know, if you haven't watched the confidence workshop, please do so because I go over this too. But confidence is very important in America. Not just that, you know, you you feel good about yourself, but also, you know, patient trusts you more. Because, oh, you know, we are nurse practitioners are dealing with very important health matters for patients. It could be life or death, but it might not be life or death. But, you know, definitely it's important for patients. So patients want to have trustworthy providers and you need to show that, hey, I'm confident in what I do. So very important important to have good eye contact to tell them that hey you can trust you can trust me you can trust me so it's very important to have good eye contact 
to have good trust relationship with your patients. Another important thing to note in this DNA age is that you know we do, we do telehealth. You know, I still do telehealth. We did a lot of telehealth when the pandemic was bad. Well, I still do telehealth when we review some results of the the blood test or x-ray imaging and stuff like that. Patients love it because they don't have to come in. It's easier for them, especially if they just give birth, if they have children, they don't have any babysitter, you know. So we, many nurse practitioners use telemedicine or telehealth. So we, it's like a Zoom call that you, you see patients on the other side of the screen, on the screen rather, on the screen. But here's the tricky part. When you, a lot of times when you're looking at computer, you know, the camera is on top of the computer, but you, the patient's face is on the screen and unconsciously you might, you're trying to look at patients that you know that, okay, I have to have a good eye contact. So you try to look at patient's eyes on the screen, but the camera is actually above. So if you're actually looking at patient's eyes on the screen, it kind of looks like you are looking at, looking down, not looking at patient's eyes. So you, when you do telehealth, I always tell myself, look at the camera. That's, that's how patients know that I'm looking at them. So, you know, it's, it's a little tricky because, you know, it's a technology. It's a little tricky. You have to look at camera for, for patients to feel like you, you are looking at them. So let's be aware of this so that your effort actually means something. Last thing I'm going to mention in this episode, remember we had part two, but in this episode is a posture. So there is open and closed posture. So open posture, meaning that usually means you are friendly, that you are approachable, and then you're open and you're willing to get to know the other person. You're, you're willing to listen to the other person. So this open posture, you know, it's very positive. This usually involves with keeping the trunk of your body open, you know, your chest open, your body open, and then exposed, meaning that your face forward, not looking down, but face forward. And then also arms apart, not like this, you know, arms apart. And then also chest out. Open posture also convey message that you are confident in yourself and you're trustworthy. Again, it's, that's very, very important to have a good trust relationship with your patient. So that's the open posture. The opposite is closed posture. So closed posture usually involves with arms and legs closed and then hunching down, you know. This usually means, uh, you know, people get the impression that you might be uncomfortable, you are not open, you're closed, you don't want, you know, you don't want to hear what other person's saying, and then you're hostile, you're unkind, unfriendly, you don't have any confidence, you're kind of like curling up, and then you just want to be in a little cubicle so usually that's not a good impression. So try to do the open posture um, to give a good impression. 
And if you haven't watched this yet, watch Dr. Amy Cuddy's TED Talk about body language. You can just Google Dr. Amy Cuddy TED Talk and then that should pop up the, the video. But I also put a link below in the comment section. But the video was very, very helpful when I was newly graduated nurse practitioner and I was you know, struggling with building confidence. And it really helped. It was like eye opener and it was inspirational. So what she's saying is that when we do, you know, even if we don't feel confident, if you do a, a confident posture, interestingly, it gives a signal to the brain and you actually start to feel confident. So it's very important not to not only to give good impression to others that you are confident, but also you can kind of trick your mind too. Then I am confident. Then you start to feel like, oh, I actually feel confident. So watch that episode or the talk. It's so wonderful. So wonderful. So I went through three things today. There's part two, but today we went through the handshake, good handshake, eye contact, and then a posture. And remember that we often use our you know, body language unconsciously. I do that all the time. And I sometimes, especially when I'm in a hurry or when I'm stressed out, I have to, you know, remind myself that I have to correct my body language. Because even if we have a good intention, we might be sending wrong message to others, including patients and your colleagues. You want to make sure that you are actually sending the message that you actually want to. Like, I'm listening to you. You can trust me. I care about you. Those messages should be conveyed. But it's not just through the words, but also with body language. Okay, so... Part two is coming up in, in a few weeks or so. But so make sure to subscribe so you're going to get a notification. But I'm hope, hoping that you like this episode. Please write any comments, questions, requests for future episodes. Really appreciate it. And don't forget to give me a thumbs up if you like this episode. All right. Have a great day. Aloha.